Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life. Tonight we are going to be doing the first in our compatibility series. What is the social compatibility of the ESTJ or which types are socially compatible with the ESTJ? I always start with the ESTJ with uh, my uh, various uh, lecture series specifically focusing on the types. So that's with that, let's get started. So there is a rule with compatibility. It all stems from compatibility, well, sets of rules, okay, let's be honest. But one major rule of the few rules that we have for compatibility with the, with, uh, the uh, 16 types is that rule number one is it's about cognitive functions, right? Rule number two, compatibility is based on cognitive functions. Rule number two is the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. You have to keep that in perspective the entire time when you're watching this lecture or listening to this lecture on the podcast. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Now, if you remember, actually, uh, in one of my previous uh, lecture series, I talked about cognitive synchronicity. You can go in the playlist section and, and find cognitive synchronicity. That is actually the precursor series uh, to compatibility. I highly recommend for you to like get an even more understanding of uh, social compatibility that you really spend time watching cognitive synchronicity because with cognitive synchronicity, you will be able uh, to kind of get an idea of what I mean when I say the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Uh, it really comes down to the uh, cognitive functions. So if you ever... Uh, played Nintendo and played a game called Pac-Man, or perhaps Pac-Man was on arcade uh, at the local pizza joint when you were growing up like it was for me, uh, among other pretty cool games, let's be honest. Uh, Pac-Man has this thing where, you know, Pac-Man's going around chomping down things, right? Ah, ah. Okay, well, that's basically how the cognitive functions work. Uh, the shortest distance between two points in a straight line. The two points I'm talking about is one cognitive function and another cognitive function. And it starts with either an introverted cognitive function or an extroverted cognitive function, but it all is about the extroverted cognitive function trying to consume the introverted cognitive function. This is where we get the concept of synchronicity or cognitive synchronicity. So please go to that playlist, watch, listen, learn about cognitive synchronicity so you have a better idea of how compatibility works before you start this, uh, this lecture series. Uh, otherwise, uh, let's get started and let's talk about the ESTJ being compatible. So, before we actually start talking about cognitive functions, let's talk about uh, the temperaments and uh, how, uh, well, it's not really necessarily the temperaments. Actually, there was a diagram made by the MBTI years and years ago, uh, and it wasn't temperaments, but it's what they believed, uh, you know, types are kind of like each other. So they put all the, uh, the INTs together, they put all, well, they put all the INs together and they put all the ENs together and then they put all the ESs together and the ISs together and they made this grid out of it, right? Well, I mean, that grid doesn't really mean anything um, except kind of with compatibility, just a little bit and I'll explain why. So when you're actually going to determine the compatibility of a type and we're gonna start with the ESTJ tonight, Let's check out right here, SP, NJ, SJ, NP. Functionally speaking, uh, an ESTJ in general, because remember, 
This is all about social compatibility. And also remember with compatibility, we're talking about what's natural. We're focusing on human nature. We're just focusing in Jungian analytical psychology terms. We are not talking about nurture-based compatibility with these lectures. We'll get to that later. Also understand, when I'm talking social compatibility, don't even start thinking about sexuality or intimacy. That is a completely different two lecture series that I am going to be doing in the future. And don't think about working compatibility either. You know, like when you have a job and you have relationships with people at like your work, etc., career-based stuff, or even like if you're an entrepreneur or a boss or whatever, and also parental as well, it's a completely different set. Those compatibilities, again, entirely different lecture series and we're focusing on natural. So why social compatibility? Social compatibility literally is just another fancy way of saying general. I mean, this is in general, this is the main ballpark. This is the average. This is average compatibility across, distributed across all the types per type. And the first point reference we're gonna use is one of the 16 types and then just show you how they're compared to everybody else. That's it. So just remember, we're going to be focusing on one type natural compatibility and we're not going to be talking about nurture and we're not talking about sexuality here this is just average compatibility. we're not talking about working or parenting or these other types of relationships because remember you have face-to-face -face relationships and shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder relationships you know and like for example sexuality is a face-to-face -face relationship social compatibility or general compatibility is all of that kind of average together over a weighted average through this algorithm that I'm going to show you, at least the basic components of the algorithm. I'm not gonna spell out the algorithm for you. Like, sorry, I'm not gonna do that. But I'm gonna bring up, bring up the basic components of said algorithm, and you'll understand why the way it is set up with compatibility for these types during social compatibility is more based on an average, right? So this is average compatibility for each of the types, and we're gonna start with the ESTJ. So, natural, social compatible, now, ESTJs are compatible with SPs first, NJs second, SJs third, and NPs last. Okay, that would make sense because you know the INFP is the or the subconscious of the ESTJ, right? So it's like polar opposites, right? Well, okay, that's really bird's eye view when we're looking at just like SPs, NJs, uh, SJs, uh, NPs, etc. It's a very bird's eye view, but it is a nice ballpark point to just kind of understand how generally compatible, you know, ESTJs are with the other types, right? Well, it goes beyond that. So, uh, to go in a little bit deeper, then you start looking at it this way. ESTJs are very compatible with STPs, and then they're secondly compatible with NFJs. Okay, now notice how we went from SP to NJ all of a sudden, and yet there's still another SP here, okay? The reason why is compatibility works like this. Almost with any other way with cognitive functions, you have primary and secondary. Dominant and auxiliary. Like, I'm not gonna say that, sorry. I'm just gonna say primary and secondary. It makes more sense to me, right? I'd be like, ooh, I'm NI Dom, so like I'm super mega special and I can see into the future. No, you can't. You can see in your future, just not anyone else's. Sorry, bro. Anyway, the point is, is that primary and secondary. So this would be a primary, this would be, you know, secondary, primary, secondary, primary, secondary, primary, secondary. It makes sense in that way if you follow it this way. However, just because NFJs are a secondary relationship, they're still highly compatible. And if you wanted to know 
what are all the 16 types ranked together from 1 to 16 in compatible and compatibility mode with ESTJ? Well, here's the freaking list right here. Here's the list. Highest compatibility being the ISTP, lowest compatibility being the ESTJ itself, obviously, because why would you like want to, you know, I mean, they're basically like your brother, right? Or your sister, right? When you're like with someone with like another person of your own type, and then it could like turn into a competition to see who's like the better ESTJ. I mean, really, who would really want to have that? I know I don't. I know fellow ENTPs, they're either super cringe or they're like super insincere or they're too too sincere or they're just like triggering me all the time and it's like okay yeah i have a really hard time being around fellow entps or and i can imagine in any situation people have a lot of difficult times being you know around or near or in relationships with or friendships with basically you know their own type Social compatibility, remember natural compatibility, social compatibility, average compatibility, general compatibility, the compatibility for friendship, that's what I'm talking about, friendships here. So friendship wise, do you really need to have another ESTJ as your friend? If you're an ESTJ, not really. Oh, but Mr. Joseph, I'm an ESTJ and I'm in a relationship with another ESTJ. No, you're not. One of you is mistyped, let's be honest. Like one of you is mistyped, no, you're not. No, move on. That's not how it works. Sorry. I, I, I get that's probably what your test results tell you, but like we have this thing called How to Type Yourself and Others. It's this playlist on this channel. Please do us a favor and watch that so you can stop walking around thinking that it's okay for the same type to be in a relationship with another of the same type because that's really ridiculous. And I'll prove it to you if you continue watching. So this is it. So when you're, when you're wanting to have friendships with people, I highly recommend that you really stick to the top six. The top six is the golden area. It's very nice. And even more so, the top four. It's even more nice for ESTJs. You've got the ISTPs, you've got the ESTPs, you've got the INFJs, you have ENFJs. I'll explain that in a minute. And then you have more SPs down here because who doesn't like SPs if you're like an ESTJ because artisans are awesome, right? They're very creative, they give you good experience, you know what I mean? And then you have neutral compatibility. This is very neutral, it's kind of like, oh, an INTJ, okay, he's useful. He's not being an ass to me, eh, move on, you know? Or an ENTJ, oh yeah, he's in charge like I am. We're, we're the same interaction style. He totally gets me in that way. I could definitely work with that guy or I could definitely be his friend, but it's kind of more like on the surface. You know what I mean? And uh, and then there's like the INTP. It's like, wow, that guy is really, really brilliant. I'm glad I can keep him around to help me, you know, to give me the facts so I can always go to him, hey, what do you think about this? But then after I'm done, I'm just gonna kind of keep him at a distance because like, why do I, I, I don't, I'm not really interested in being around him and he's not being, he's not interested in being around me. So I'm just kind of like move on, you know what I mean? And then there's the ENTP, me, right? ESTJs, you know, they're either completely cringed out by ENTPs or they're like, wow, someone who of intelligence who's around and we can actually do stuff. But that's usually like a working relationship, you know, a shoulder to shoulder relationship. Do I actually have straight up friendships with ESTJs? Maybe one time in my entire life. And that relation started out as a working relationship first. It wasn't like, oh, I was on the schoolyard and then I had an ESTJ friend. Like that never happens. No, thank you. Like. Sorry, it's not going to. You have to have some other kind of relationship to reach friendship level. And this is friendship compatibility because social compatibility. Uh, so based on that, from you know, 
from a just friends point of view, ESTJs and ENTPs, we're not gonna start out friends just for the sake of being friends. We're probably going to start out with a working relationship first and then develop into friends. Don't forget, different kinds of relationships can be gateways into other kinds of relationships. We'll talk more about that later. And then you start getting down here where it becomes a negative relationship because, you know, I mean, ESTJ is sure they can be friends-ish, you know, but it's very, it's very surface level. It's not as deep. It's very shallow. Your friendships start to get really, really shallow. They're neutral here, but they're really shallow here, but they can be pretty deep relationships, deep friendships here, especially when, you know, the ENFJ is trying to invite you to go on their hunting trip with all their friends and they just want to make sure you're included and you're like, hell yeah, I want to go. That sounds like a fantastic experience. And then the ENFJ is going to tell you, oh, by the way, where are we jumping out of a plane first? And then you're like, hell yeah, I'm all in. Come on. That's how it works. You know, this is what this is the order of compatibility for friendship, also known as social compatibility. So why? Why is it this way? Remember, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, okay? And now, I understand that this audience will start asking me to do specific type relationships with, uh, you know, like, so, oh, tell me about the relationship between an ESTJ and an ISTP, and please do a video on that. Those are coming. Those lectures are coming where I'm going to be doing specific types to compare or uh, in, in a relationship or a friendship with other specific types. It is on the schedule, but that is way down the road. We have to get through the basics of compatibility first at a high level before we do the deep dive on the specific, uh, on the specific uh, types. Because think about that, that's 16 times 16 worth of lectures, okay? Like, you, get, you folks gotta understand that I have years and years worth of content for this channel planned. It's gonna take a long time to get through it, but don't worry, I certainly intend to because I want to have every single iota of this science completely analyzed and provided to you here on YouTube and on the podcast so that you can know everything there is to know about psychology because, I mean, if you don't, then the world's not gonna change and it's gonna continue to suck for all of us. So let's not do that. Anyway, so let's look at the rest of this insanely uh, written board here. So I got these four types here. So this is the ESTJ relationship with the ISTP, ESTJ with ESTP, ESTJ friends with the INFJ, ESTJ friends with the I ENFJ. And these are four positive relationships. These are basically the top four over here in this list. And these in the middle, ESTJ plus INFP, ESTJ plus ENFP, ESTJ plus ISTJ, ESTJ plus ESTJ. That is the bottom four. So I'm showing you the best friendship compatibility and the worst friendship compatibility for the sake of this lecture right now on this whiteboard. So let's talk about the best, right? The ISTP. They are shadow types to each other. But remember, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And check it out. There is a straight line between this person's hero and this person's hero. And remember, the extroverted function is trying to consume Pac-Man style the introverted function because the introverted function is a source and the extroverted function is looking for the source. That's why when TE users are in a room of TI users, they feel smarter. And it is no different for the ESTJ. When the ESTJ walks in the room and there's a bunch of TI users everywhere, they just start feeling more intelligent. Why else do you think people like Ty Lopez who have TE Child are talking about reading books all the time because they just surround themselves with books and they just start feeling smarter because they're surrounded by books. 
Whether or not they read them or not is another thing. And you know what? Guess what? When they start reading and collecting all those reference points and all that knowledge, they actually intend, they actually become even more and more intelligent by the day because they're continuing to read. For example, TI is a source of thought. It is a source of intelligence. TE exists to categorize and organize it. It itself is not the source of thought. It is just observing and consuming the thought and organizing the thought, little tiny thought buckets, and then keeping those categorized and archived within their soul. Literally, it is an archiving system or a backup and replication system. Interesting, but mostly archive. Anyway, so ESTJ, ISTP, shortest distance between two points is a straight line. They're able to meet the ISTPs directly across the table. Ooh, you have some nice thoughts there. I'm going to eat it. Ooh, I want to give you an experience or I want to show you this really cool thing that I'm building. So I'm going to give your SI an experience. But I kind of want to do this other thing right now. That's okay. You could do whatever you want, Mr. ISTP, because I have any child and I want you to have the freedom to do whatever you want. Because when you're free, you're able to create amazing things and give me such a great experience. Okay, awesome. And then the ISTP. Oh, I'm so afraid of, of making this ESTJ friend of mine feel bad, you know? And, and then the ESTJ is like, oh, I'm so afraid that I'm a bad person. Yeah, well, it's because the ISTP actually gives a good experience and makes the ESTJ feel better. And they're able to meet each other directly across because their cognitive functions match. Awesome, right? Same thing down here. I'm so worried that I'm stupid. I'm so worried that you're stupid. <laughs> it's weird, you know? Or, uh, or uh, um, hey, man, I'm worried about our, uh, dude, are you sure you could, like, dress like that? Maybe, like, you should dress a little bit better. Oh, yeah, you're right. I should probably take your fashion advice because, you know, you're very wise about, uh, you know, fashion. Or, um, I never know what I want. Well, I don't want know what you want either. But luckily for both of us, I know what I want, so I'm going to do it this way. Oh, thank God you know what you want, and that's going to encourage me to have a good experience because you know what you want. Thank God. And then it's like... I don't care how I feel. Great, because I don't care how you feel either. Do you see where I'm going with this? ESTJs love ISTPs. They're they're like completely together. It's like freaking frack, you know what I mean? The problem is, there's actually a problem with this high-level compatibility. They are so compatible, it's almost too compatible, because it can create conflict. Why? Look. TI is like, I think this, and then TE's like, you probably shouldn't think that. Well, why? Well, because I feel like I had this experience and you don't want to have that experience. Well, you can't tell me what experience I don't want to do. You can't tell me what I can't want to do. Well, I'm just warning you because I see in your future that if you want to do this, you're going to end up uh, having a really bad experience and you're going to make me feel bad and then you're going to feel stupid about it. You know what I mean? That's like the ESTJ talking to the ISTP in that moment. You know what I mean? It can create, they, they read each other so well, they can finish each other's sentences so well that it can actually create conflict because they're too, almost too compatible, right? So, but that, but again, like that gets into the nurture area of the nature, so, or, you know, outside of nature. So, naturally speaking, if you find yourself in, this is called a shadow relationship, where you're basically in a friendship with your shadow, basically, because it's directly across. If you're in this relationship and you find yourself in this relationship, you, it really comes down to you better make sure that you both are on the same level, that you are equally yoked and that you have a similar maturity level. Because if you do not, 
your nurture will end up destroying the relationship even though the nature is compatible. So be aware of that. That could like be a problem. So, you know, and that, that includes, so there's age, uh, age, gender, maturity, ethnicity, traditions, customs, those types of nurture things, even though they're naturally compatible with natural compatibility here, it could still cause a problem because they can read each other like a book and they're like, and the ESTJs are like, well, you're not like at my level. And then the ISTB's like, well, you're, you're, you're way older than me, you're way too controlling, or you're too young and you're not organized enough for me, et cetera. And there has to be a level of equally yoked to be able to have that friendship. But this is the highest compatibility for the ESTJ. Now, let's look at another relationship where that maturity can have some give and take. We'll talk about it. The ESTJ plus the ESTP. Um, another match made in heaven because in as much as crazy compatible these people are these are also super compatible why is that well it's just like the ESTJ ISTP it's very similar except if you notice the functions are one down this creates humility because the hero's flying around and saving the world but the parent can call out the hero and be like dude why are you flying around saving the world right now? There's a lot of collateral damage. Buildings are coming down. You're going to harm the children. And the hero's like, oh yeah, you're right. I shouldn't harm the children. The hero calms down, right? But the parent is still letting the hero save the world. Whereas this hero may not allow this other hero to save the world because this hero thinks that it can't. You know what I mean? There's a higher risk of conflict here, even though they're super compatible. There's less conflict here, but there, but but needs could be met more so on this side than on this side, technically, per se. It really depends. What, what does this mean? There's a lot more humility between, so like humility and respect and love and respect actually can take place really well in this relationship because the TE is letting the parent be responsible. The SE is letting the parent be responsible and, and vice versa. And same thing here. The FE child is really making sure that the ESTJ does not feel like a loser. Uh, and uh, the NE child is really making sure to give the ESTP all the options in the world so that the ESTP always has options so it can know what it wants. That way the ESTP is not work, like afraid of not wanting the wrong thing all the time. And getting stuck in failure to launch syndrome because the ESTJ prevents that for the ESTP. It is a fantastic relationship. I also highly recommend it on top of this one. Just make sure that your nurture is pretty matching here to really maximize the benefits of this super compatible relationship. But if your nurture is a little bit off, let's say one is more mature than the other, this relationship can actually get in the way of that and uh, uh, because of the humility and the functions and, if you know, and differences in gender and differences in nurture, this relationship, even though it's number two, it could actually have some pre-built-in safety against nurture disparity because of the pre-built-in humility amongst the functions because they're always looking to the one above or below, etc. They're always taking care of the lower side and they are covering the bases. Now, if there's weaknesses here, they can cover the bases, except the thing is, is that the ISTP or the ESTJ in this relationship may not necessarily internalize that they may be weak in some area when the other one is pointing it out. That's the problem. So just be aware of that here. Uh, also, ESTJ, INFJ, very similar. Uh, the NE child is trying to eat the NI hero. Uh, the, uh, the TE hero is trying to eat the TI child, etc. But again, it's, it's the same premise. Uh, and of course, uh, the ESTJ, ENFJ, same thing. Now, if you notice something, I put a little line here in between these. 
This is the ego, this is the shadow. This is the ego, this is the shadow. This is the ego, this is the shadow. This is the ego, this is the shadow, okay? Top to bottom, right? Well, you have the top four functions and the top below functions. If you notice something, like for these incompatible relationships, they're crossing that barrier. That's, that's horrible. That's, that causes like uh, 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 traffic jams of data going across because our minds are like radios. You remember watching that lecture or listening to that lecture when I was talking about the eight, uh, the cognitive spectra, right? Because we're, we're, our heads are like literally radios and whatnot. Well, those radios, they're not having as much interference, right? Because everything is staying within the ego and everything is staying within the shadow. And it is very important to maintain this kind of relationship with people for highest compatibility because it means everything that the shadow needs to function is provided by the other person's shadow. Everything the ego needs to function is provided for the shadow. Okay, but Mr. Joseph, you haven't talked about the subconscious or the superego either. Glad you mentioned that. Now, automatically speaking, because you have everything matching up or at least supporting each other within the these sides of the mind, the ego and the shadow, you can automatically assume that they do so in the subconscious and the superego by default. So you don't have to worry about it. Everything is handled here automatically. So that is generally how compatibility works for positive compatibility for the ESTJ and the SCPs and the NFJs. Just doing the top four because I, I mean, I could talk forever going down this huge ass list and I'm, I'm not gonna do it. So, but over here, you can see all of the functions needs are being met by other functions inside the ego or the shadow respectively, you know, by the other person in the friendship, right? In this socially compatible relationship, friendship compatibility, right? So there it is. And there, all the bases are being covered. It's just that if you notice, why are these relationships better than these relationships down here? Why is the ESTJ plus ISTP, why is the ESTJ plus ESTP better than the ESTJ plus the INFJ, ESTJ plus ENFJ? Distance. Remember, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So if you're going hero to hero, that's less distance than going hero to inferior. You see what I'm saying? Hero to inferior, there's a longer distance to travel that the mind has to do and it costs more mental energy to keep that relationship up. That's the point. The more mental energy you, you, it costs to have a relationship or a friendship with somebody, the more chances and higher chance there is of conflict and sometimes you're not able to meet their mental needs and that can cause the relationship to fall apart in the long run or it can cause cognitive dissonance at a minimum, right? That's a problem. So to avoid that, you want to, when you're having your friends, you want to make sure that your functions are able to meet your needs. Yes, yes, I know ESTJs can have relationships with any of the 16 types. And yes, there's different kinds of relationships. I'm just talking about deep, compatible, deep friendships. I'm not talking about neutral. I'm not talking about you know, shallow acquaintance-based relationships, which is usually when you get down to the more negative-based relationships, because this is very positive, right? So let's talk about what's very negative and why. Okay, so ESTJ, INFP, polar opposites, right? Technically, yeah, absolutely. Look at how far TE has to travel to TI. So you have a hero function trying to make contact with a demon. Oh, and by the way, it has to cross the, uh, the ego to shadow barrier 
on top of it, which is a lot of interference in the middle because all the other functions are also competing. You have another, you have another hero going to a demon, and you have a parent going to a trickster, and you have a child going to going to a critic, and you so you know a, a critic trying an old man trying to eat the child. Okay, that's that's healthy. You know what I mean? And then you have the uh, the inferior function trying to reach the nemesis. It's just a huge amount of distance. It causes traffic jams mentally. It costs a lot of mental energy for both, both of these types to remotely even connect with each other. Okay, seriously guys, it should be pretty obvious how this works by now. The human mind are puzzle pieces, right? And because they are puzzle pieces, sometimes puzzle pieces don't fit together. Yeah, that's what's happening here. See, these puzzle pieces don't fit together. These do. These puzzle pieces fit together just fine. And you know what? Some of these puzzle pieces fit better together than others. But that's okay. But this, this is, this is a, this is a shit show. Like, I mean, seriously, come on. It, it so much distance has to be traveled, and there's a lot of interference in the center. And it doesn't even get any better with the ESTJ and the ENFP. The cognitive functions have to go even further. You know, and and uh, the TE hero is trying to read tri TI trickster. So the ESTJ is walking around believing the ENFP is literally the stupidest human being that he's ever met. Because it's like, wow, do you even have your own thoughts? You're always talking about what everyone else thinks. You never talk about what you think. So the ESTJ is literally walking around believing that the ENFP, like, literally is completely out without thought. Only amusing, because technically amusing means without thought. You know what I mean? And because they're without thought, it's like, yeah, I don't think I could be in a relationship with you because... If you're not intelligent and you're not able to make me feel smart about myself and you're looking for looking to me to make you feel smart, yeah, no, that's gonna work, not gonna work for me, and because that's a lot of mental energy, I just need to move on from you, bro. We can't have a relationship. We can't even be friends. Go away. You know? Like ESTJs just look at ENFPs, it's like, wow, that's a really dumb use car salesman who's just going to, you know, be a slime ball and be all super depraved and take advantage of me by default. They're already going to believe that because they're like, wow, this guy doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just pretending to know everything, even though he doesn't actually know anything at all. That's because TE Hero cannot make contact with the black hole that is a TI trickster. It's just not going to work. Same thing with the NFP. It's like, wow, the ESTJ is literally the most indecisive human being I have ever met because the ESTJ does not make any decisions. It's like because the ESTJ never knows what they want. They'll make decisions based on what they should do and their duty, you know, and how comfortable they are. But the ENFP is trying to sell them on something, trying to get them to want something, right? But the ESTJ doesn't allow themselves to want. So then the ESTJ automatically assumes they're being manipulated and it's like, okay, yeah, bro, whatever. And then they just walk off and no deal actually takes place, right? That's because there's just no compatibility here. Because again, the cognitive functions are breaking the, the ego shadow barrier here and they are competing and there's traffic jams and it is a, it's just not gonna work at all. You know, same thing with ISTJs. Fellow, uh, fellow STJs, same thing, even more. There's there, except this time there's like two, there's like two major points of, of attrition, you know, whereas a, and there's like one major point of attrition here and then like kind of a larger one that's not as jammed but there's two traffic jams to deal with on this one now, so this is great. I mean, you know, extroverted thinking from the ESTJs trying to make contact with TI Critic, and TI Critic's walking around 
looking at the ESTJ like, why aren't you verifying everything? I'm a better archiver than you are. And the ESTJ is like, no, but I have TE Hero, so I'm automatically smarter than you. No, you don't, you know, you're too worried about being smart all the time, but I actually take the time to research and verify. You know, it just gets into this like, like, no, 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 you don't really want to do that. And trust me, from personal experience, especially a working relationship, I between observing a working relationship between an ESTJ and an ISTJ, that was, it was, they, they, they equally loathed each other in one of the highest ways possible. I don't recommend that, especially in a working situation because they just compete with each other. One's like so super process oriented and then and the other one's like, you're taking it way too seriously. And the other guy's saying, well, you're not taking it seriously enough and it just turns into a huge conflict. It's, it's, it's a total waste. So again, ESTJ, ISTJ. Uh, there's just no compatibility here. And you got two traffic jams this time, well, technically four if you actually look at it closer. And then, you know, NE is trying to eat NI, you know, and the ISTJ is afraid of the ESTJ because the ISTJ has like no idea what the ESTJ is gonna do. It's completely unpredictable because the ISTJ is looking for the ESTJ to want something, but the ESTJ doesn't want anything. And so the ISTJ ends up becoming worried that that person is not going to be loyal and then cause a problem and not do their duty because they have no idea what they want. And then the ICJ just doesn't know how to behave around the ESTJ, especially when one has authority over the other. It just explodes in everyone's face. Not recommended to be friends. It turns into a competition super quick. And speaking of competition, look at this, the ESTJ plus ESTJ relationship, which is the absolute worst compatibility that there is look at all those traffic jams. It just turns into a giant grill or a grill. You know, you have all these cognitive functions trying to break the ego shadow barrier and they're all doing it at the same time. And everyone has to travel max possible distance to everywhere they're trying to go. And it just, it just gets even worse. Uh, you know, five levels down each, or four levels down each time they're trying to go. You know, instead of like three levels down or two levels down, it can get even worse. So remember, shortest distance between two points is a straight line. But this is friendship compatibility, so like there may be a little bit of disparity there, but that's because we're doing it over a weighted average. Remember, this list is created for an average based on other relationship styles, shoulder to shoulder, face to face, average together, and then you get friendship compatibility, which is the average. This is the average layout or, I don't know, standard deviation. I'm not really good at math. I used to be. Anyway, uh, so yeah, ESTJ on ESTJ, that's just not gonna work. Both of them are looking to the other to, ha to receive an experience, and they're both like criticizing each other on, well, you shouldn't have that experience because you shouldn't ask that experience from me because, well, I don't wanna give it to you and I don't know what experience to give to you, and you just seem like you're asking too much, and then the other, then each ESTJ just looks at each other and just think that the other is selfish, right? and that the other is not as organized as they are, and it just turns into just conflict and competition, and it's just absolutely crazy. Even though, technically, you can have competition in the ESTJ-ISTP relationship up here, but it is a usually, almost always, 90% of the time, a friendly competition that contributes to the growth, the mutual growth of both people involved in the friendship. So, anyway. This is how compatibility, social compatibility, friendship compatibility works for ESTJs. So if you found this lecture useful, educational, or enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube or on the podcast or both. That would be dope. 
please leave a like as well. If you have any questions about social compatibility and friendship compatibility for ESTJs, please leave in the comment section and I'll do my best to answer your question. This is the first time I have ever talked about compatibility this deep with anybody. So this is very new and uh, has taken a long time for me to develop uh, this theory. So this is the first time I've ever actually revealed it to anyone. So there you go. Uh, we're gonna be doing this uh, for each of the types uh, in the upcoming weeks for this uh, series, this lecture series. So that'll be fantastic. Also, I've been keeping track of all of your video requests. I am getting them in the schedule, so don't worry about that. And uh, if you have any, I'm also, I'm caught up on everyone's emails, although I just saw an email come in right now, so I'll get to that. And uh, thank you for your emails as well. I, I really appreciate them. I've uh, been getting a lot of emails recently. And also keep the comments going. I've been reading all of the comments as well. So, awesome. Well, I'll see you guys um, either tonight or tomorrow uh, for the next video, probably in social compatibility, or I might do a type comparison. We'll find out. So, see you then.